Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening. You are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450 AM Chicago, Illinois. And I'm your host, Tariq el It's good to be back with you, Radio Islam family. As you know, we are a live, daily call-in talk radio program. And we're on from 6 to 7 p.m. Central every day. And we reach the world by streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, you can log on to RadioIslam.com. Now, it is under construction. We are adding and we're removing things. We're trying to make it more user-friendly, give you more content. But even still, it is still available for you to check out and look at guest bios, programming, previous shows, articles, and a lot more. Now, if you haven't already done so, take a second right now. Open up Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. And when you're done, go to Instagram and follow us there. And you'll find us at the same handle, at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. For our Facebook family, make sure that you like our page. Simple, Radio Islam. Go to Facebook, Radio Islam. There you will find... Plenty of space for you to go ahead and chime in, give us a a comment, suggestion. Let us know what you think of the shows. Give us an idea. There's a particular show. As a matter of fact, we had some folks a few weeks ago. We put a post up and we had some folks that responded and gave us some ideas that we actually are looking to produce into Radio Islam episodes. So it's a place for us to connect, to, to, to talk. And if you are... Not one who would like to call in because some folks are a little shy when it comes to picking up the phone. But if you do want to pick up the phone, you can call us at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. So this is our second, our second episode of What's Up Wednesday. So this is just a, a moment for us to kind of reorient ourselves, see what's going on around us. There's a plenty of news. There are a lot of stories that will get swept under the rug or get pushed to the periphery. That's just the way things are. There's only so much space or so much room that we have, so many things that we can give our attention to. So this is just a, a day where we say, let's slow down for a second and let's look and see what's going on around us. Well, let's take a moment and and not not just follow the same old news cycle of, you know, I'm on this for 60 seconds and I'm off and I'm on to the next thing. But before we get moving, before we get into What's Up Wednesday, we want to open up with the proper, I'd say, a, a good way to to ground ourselves. And we have been using the past few shows. We've we've shared some hadith today. We're going to share a verse or ayat from Quran. And this is from the fourth chapter or surah, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Nisa, the women. And it is the 135th verse or ayat. And it says, O you who believe, stand out firmly for justice as witnesses to God, even as against yourselves or your parents or your kin. And whether it be rich or poor, for God can best protect both. Follow not the lust of your heart, lest ye swerve. And if ye distort justice or decline to do justice, verily God is well acquainted with all that ye do. So I think this, for me personally, when I, and as I said, that's four, that's Surah 4 or chapter 4. You know, if you're not familiar with the Quran, it's the fourth Surah. And it's the 135th uh, ayat or verse from that surah. And it's a really important surah. Uh, It's a really important verse as a principle to adhere to. And I'm most likely going to be bringing bringing it back up or something related to it uh, in some of the the news that we're going to cover tonight, inshallah, with God's permission. But before we get into that... We're going to move along nice and easy. It's What's Up Wednesday. Hope for those that are behind the wheel right now. 
I don't know if we have any rain, those who are listening locally, uh, on 1450 a.m. Uh, I hope, I don't, I don't see any rain. I know we've had some earlier, but if you're on the road behind the wheel, I hope traffic is treating you kind. So we've got a few local things we want to share with you, first of all. And on that note, I am really pleased to be able to share uh, this. Well, this is local, but it, this could have, this is statewide, as a matter of fact. Uh, I am really pleased to announce for those who are not familiar, who have not heard this news, that a more than qualified individual has thrown their hat into the ring for the uh, as a Democratic candidate for the Illinois State Representative of the 5th District, and that is Dr. Delara Saeed. Uh, she is a phenomenal leader, uh, an individual not only in the Muslim community, but the interfaith, uh, just as, a, as an individual. Um, so she has a, her, her candidacy has an event that is coming up this Friday, October 6th, from 4 to 5.30 p.m., and it's going to be at Sunshine Enterprises. That's 501 East 61st Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60637. Now, it's important when we talk about principle, it's important that we make sure that our, our efforts, not only our prayers, but our efforts, the things that we sweat for, right, the things that we make time for, that they are a reflection of the principles that we profess to have. So I know this individual to be an individual of principle, one that is more, uh, that is profoundly capable of representing the 5th District and doing so with integrity, uh, with honesty and responsibility. So for those who are inclined to support principled leadership, come out for this campaign launch of Delara Saeed, Democratic candidate for Illinois State Representative of the 5th District. That's Friday, October 6th from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. And that's Sunshine Enterprises, 501 East 61st Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60637. 501 East 61st Street. Hmm. I'm trying to pull up and just from memory where that's at, but I know it's East of State on 61st Street. So uh, come out, celebrate the campaign with national and local leaders. Um, and if you are interested in RSVPing, you can contact uh, the campaign at votedelara.com. That's at votedelara.com. Contact us at votedelara.com. I almost had that wrong. So we uh, definitely keep um, keep Delara in our in our in our prayer. But more importantly, let our efforts let our efforts uh, reflect what we profess to pray for. So those who are able to come out, uh, get on out. I'm sure it's going to be it will be a uh, a good evening, a uh, purposeful evening. Also coming up. October 11th at the Brakey Theater at Chicago State University. That's 9501 South King Drive. There's going to be an original stage play entitled In Spite Of, written by Zakia Alamine. This story, In Spite Of, it is a story of two families. One agonizes over a mother's abuse and neglect of her children, while the other struggles with the effects of negative articles about their performing arts school. Written by a glory-seeking, unethical reporter looking to make a name for herself by forcing it to close. So watch as these families find healing, support, and ultimately victory as they find strength in each other. Come laugh, be moved, and entertained by a performance you won't soon forget. So the tickets for this production are $25 each, and they can be purchased on Eventbrite. If you go to Eventbrite and just put in... um, Put in in spite of uh, the event should pull up. It should come up. Um, Put in in spite of and the event will come up. Next on the docket we have uh, for those who are service minded. There are quite a bit of there. There are quite a few opportunities 
uh, that are going on, I'm sharing too. If you have service opportunities, uh, if you have service opportunities that your organization, your masjid um, is, is, is conducting on a regular basis, or even if it's not a regular basis, but if you have things that are coming up, please feel free. Send us an email at producer, uh, producer at radioislam.com or post it directly to our Facebook page or hit us on Twitter, right, at Radio Islam uh, USA. And let us know about it so that we can share that, uh, that opportunity for others to join and get the blessings of serving. So if you could see me, you would see, you know, we know the hadith or the narration of the prophet where it says that the hand that does this, and that means the hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. So whenever we have an opportunity to be the hand that gives, we should rush to that. You know, we should rush to it and and do our best um, to take advantage of those opportunities. So there are two service service opportunities that I want to share with you uh, that have been shared with us, and one is... Uh, for those of you in the Chicagoland area on the south side in particular, or those who are looking to travel to the south side or don't mind traveling, uh, Bridging the Gap, uh, who is in its fifth year providing service to the South Shore community uh, by passing out lunches and clothing uh, at Meshed al Taqwa. Uh, they're located at 80, 8211 South Exchange. Uh, they do this on the first and third Saturday of the month from 10 a.m. until noon. So that's the first and third Saturday of the month. That's Bridging, bridging the Gap. Um, so you are welcome uh, to join them. Uh, you can go to their Facebook page um, as well uh, and see some of the work that, that's going on under that umbrella. Uh, for those who are in the downtown area, the Downtown Islamic Center, they feed the hungry every Sunday. As a matter of fact, I believe that is the name of the program. And I think that is also at noon. But I would make sure um, easiest thing to do is just go to their website, Downtown Islamic Center. Just put it in, you know, in your search bar. And they are there every, uh, I believe it's every Sunday. And they feed the uh, feed those who are in need. And if you have been in downtown Chicago, uh, for our local listeners, you know that there is a present, there is a need right here uh, that is very apparent, especially if you go under Wacker, if you go um, down uh, Columbus, uh, you will see uh, you will see the, the evidence of that need. So those who are looking to, uh, to, to support those types of efforts, and I believe both of these organizations, uh, I'm, I'm, yes, I am sure, both of these organizations are 501c3s, and uh, so if you have young people who are looking to perform service hours or if that is a part of your community service, um, you can have those service hours fulfilled there. So take advantage. And uh, when we get back, we're going to get into some of the uh, some of the stories that are in the news today. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and I'll get your prime for it right now. We're going to start off with the uh, with some of the reactions to President Trump's visit to Puerto Rico recently and uh, specifically his, uh, just the mannerisms, the ways that he, the way that he is approaching uh, the disaster and the suffering uh, that is there. So you are listening to Radio Islam, our phone number, 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. If you'd like to give us a call and jump in the conversation, give us your perspective please feel free to do so. We'd love to talk with you. But at this moment, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a moment. People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger so um, we don't have those energy star appliances so that old window leaks how much energy and money could the new ones really save maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can 
Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later, and you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America in your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Happy Ramadan and Ramadan Mubarak. Radio Islam is pleased to bring you Blessed Days, Blessed Names with the late Amina Asilmi, Alayrhamha. The equitable. Allah is fair, impartial, He is just. Not a single deed goes unnoticed, and each and every one receives their reward. In the Day of Judgment, we are faced with two books, the Book of Good Deeds and the Book of Bad Deeds. The person who has been wronged will have an opportunity to face the people who have done wrong to him, and those people will have to give to the person deeds from their good book to make up for the wrong that they did. If they run out of good deeds, then they will have to take bad deeds from the book of the one they wronged. Allah is equitable, and he will bring about justice. And every person you wrong is going to confront you on the day of judgment, and things will be made right between you. It's better if you make it right during this life rather than wait until the next life. It is even better if you can keep from wronging anyone. That's hard to do. It takes a lot of practice, but you can develop this characteristic. Being aware of what you're doing and learning to stop yourself when you begin. And the more you practice it, the better you will become at it. Allah is equitable, and His ability in this is without flaw. It's perfect in every way. We demand justice for ourselves in this life. You can see it everywhere. We're always demanding justice for ourselves, but we don't demand justice for others. We should be more concerned about seeking justice for others and less concerned about the justice for ourselves because Allah is equitable and He will see that justice does exist. That was the late Amina Asilmi with her reflections on Allah's 99 names. May God have mercy on her soul. Welcome back. Welcome back, Radio Islam family. It is Wednesday. What's up Wednesday? You are listening to 1450 AM in Chicago, Illinois, WCEV. And if you're streaming, you're listening to www.wcev1450.com. And we are pleased and grateful to have you with us. 
to spend this hour with us from 6 to 7. Hope those who are commuting, once again, hope that commute is going well and that it is drama-free. So we're just taking a moment. We're looking at, well, before I get to tell you what we're looking at, let me go ahead and tell you once again, if you want to call, give us a call. 312-750-1178. I feel like I'm begging for phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ibrahim, he just he just shrugged his shoulders like, yeah, well, that's, that's what you do. You know, you ask for phone calls. You know, are you listening? You know, is this thing on? So anyway, so we are we're looking at some of the stories, uh, not necessarily ones that are not in the news, but we know a lot of times with the, the way the cycle goes, you only have a few minutes and sometimes you don't really even get a chance to to really digest or process what you're looking at because you see one thing and then you're on to the next Right. So we get a, we're taking a second and we're just looking at a few of the of the stories that have been uh, present in the news. And we are just going into them just a little bit, not too deeply, just a little bit. So for those of you who watched the news and saw President Trump's visit to Puerto Rico, you know that this was um, the, the pretext of the visit. There was some exchanges uh, that took place that a lot of folks have looked at as, you know, really just in bad taste, not being compassionate, not really understanding the, the dire straits that, uh, that, those, that the folks, that, that, that the Americans in Puerto Rico, because they are Americans, uh, that they're going through and that their leaders have expressed. They've expressed the frustration. So the mayor of San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico, blasted Trump, Right blasted the response or the lack of response, you know, to Hurricane Maria. Now, there are, and you can, you know, do your own due diligence, but the death tolls, unfortunately, I believe it's it's a little, it's under 35 right now, but the death tolls, um, there's a segment of that number that could have been with a proper response that could have been uh, avoided. But because the response was just so disjointed uh, and on top of that, the, you know, the rationale or, 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 or the, the rhetoric, the rhetoric that was you know, being spewed by our president, who even went so far as to I don't know if it was a joke or not, you know, but he's not a comedian. So but he went so far as to talk about Puerto Rico being a, a drain on the budget or something like that. We're going to blow our budget on Puerto Rico. Now, there was no statement like this made, you know, in Houston. There was no statements made like this in Florida, right? Uh, we had boots on the ground pretty much, you know, as fast as they could be there. But, the, you know, he is, he is out of touch. Uh, but suffice it to say, we'll just go with the, the mayor of San Juan. Um, her comments about his visit today. You know, he says that uh, there was no exchange with anybody, you know, with none of the mayors. Um, This is uh, from Mayor Cruz. Uh, And she pointed at something that everybody saw, a clip that has been, you know, in heavy rotation of President Trump tossing a a roll of paper towels into a crowd of uh, a, a crowd that was there, you know, of people who need who need supplies. And, you know, some folks were just some folks characterized it as just being an awkward moment. But I think it's a little more than awkward. It's it's a moment where there's just not an appreciation of the gravity of that situation. In another in another moment, that could have been, I mean, an all out, depending on what it was, not not a, a roll of, of, of paper towels. Had we been looking at a group of people who have not had water, which in some cases that 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 is actually the reality, you know, where folks were in the road begging for water because, you know, they didn't have they didn't have access. So what if he would he would he have come up? with a bottle of water, you know, and thrown that into a crowd, you know, to, to watch a melee, you know, ensue. So it just shows just not a firm handle 
on not just the optics, but the reality, the gravity of the situation. So, uh, you know, it's been described as bizarre. You know, that's what some folks described it as. But what I think what I think it is more than anything, I think it's just a lack of connection with the, the needs of people. It's a lack of empathy. Right. Because when you're empathetic to the to the suffering, to the needs of other people, then you conduct yourself in a way that that reflects that. You know, you're not going to even when you give, you allow a person to the person that you are giving to. You allow that person to keep their dignity. You don't give in a way that diminishes them. You know, you give in a way that recognizes their humanity because you realize that it could be the other way around. You could be the one that's in receipt. You know, the one who is who is receiving from someone else. But that is who we have in uh, in our office. And I think this also uh, I think this also relates to the ayat, the verse that I, that we opened up this evening with. And it is a verse. It is an ayat that is that is about principle. It is about an, an, an adherence and a dedication to upholding a principle of justice. And though this is not necessarily a justice issue, but let us think about this uh, mercy as a principle. Let us think about compassion as a principle. Let us think about service to others, the principle of, of being of service, as opposed to adhering to the, uh, the principle of, of optics, how things look or how, you know, how nicely people are talking about you. And that's what we have right now. Uh, because he also, many of you, you know, who know, who heard this, he also uh, said, I think he referred to her, he referred to her as a nasty woman, uh, Mayor uh, Ulan Cruz. He referred to her as a nasty woman because she was voicing her displeasure, the displeasure of, you know, of, of countless, you know, of, of a whole island of people, you know, who were, you know, who have been affected and who have been waiting for the help of their government that they have not gotten, that they got to look, they got to watch firsthand like everybody else. They got to see the response from NGOs. They got to see the response from FEMA when Harvey hit, when uh, when Irma hit. They, they got to see firsthand the timeline from when the hurricane struck and power was lost and roads were you know, became impassable for a moment. They got to see how resources were marshaled, how people came together uh, and responded. And it did not take the time that it has taken for for Puerto Rico's uh, infrastructure to be addressed. It didn't take the same amount of time that it's taken for for, for those who are injured uh, to receive care. You know, it didn't take the same amount of time. And it's, and it's, and it's fairly obvious, you know, to anybody that's willing to open their eyes up. Uh, and see that that there is something lacking in the response uh, to to the situation, to the distress in Puerto Rico. So in lighter news, moving on, uh, it is rumored or it is reported that uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson called our president a moron. Uh, and I consider that lighter news, um, but you know, you might not. And there and and once again, some some of us are still holding on to the idea. Um, the office, the office, it is it is certainly worthy of respect. It become it becomes compromised when you have someone in the office who is not worthy of respect. Uh, it becomes compromised when you put somebody into the office that goes against, I mean, just the basic tenets, the basic, basic idea of what it is to be presidential, what it, what it means to be the, the face, the representation of a country, you know, to uphold, you know, even in public or in, in speech, you know, uh, the idea of, of, of speaking in, in a way that, that conveys you know, some thought, you know, or, or intellect. Um, so that that is that's what we what we're missing. And I know I know some folks will you know will, will debate me on that, and and that's fine. But if we look back at the 
those who have held the office before our current president, we see that we are certainly there's there's a certain drop off um, that that we are experiencing right now. I mean, on many fronts, uh, from antagonizing other world leaders, you know, to to outright trying to bully uh, people, to turning on the elected leaders uh, and making things personal, you know, personal attacks. Um, it's it's not it's not a good position, but. We have nowhere to go but up. That's that's how I see it. So we, you know, we want to be optimistic about things, and hopefully, and this this is what I would also say. I think as as a Muslim, as a as a person of faith, who understanding the history of our own religion, right? Understanding the history of Islam, is that though there were there were people who were vehement, vehemently opposed to Islam. And to the prophet, peace and prayers be upon him. But who became the staunchest advocates and protectors and defenders of Islam and the prophet. So I say that to say this, is that it may not look like there's hope for an individual that we see. But we believe that Allah, we believe that God is the best of planners, the best of judges, and the one who is fully capable at all times to, uh, no, not capable, but who is always enacting uh, his will. So there's never a point where anything is happening that is outside of what he permits to happen. So what we can do, you know, we we can still pray, even as we, we talk about, uh, the lack of empathy, the lack of compassion, the lack of social graces. You know, we point out these obvious things that we expect and, you know, from career politicians or really just from, you know, basically from 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 decent uh, from, from decent people, you know, that have just basic manners. Um, and we, you know, we continue to talk about these things, but we, what we can do is we can also sincerely pray. We can pray that uh, that God bring about the best outcome from where we are right now, and know that that is a part of that's that's a part of God's design, you know, um, and that's not something that can be disrupted. So we pray, we pray that there's that there's a change of heart. We pray that there's a a change in trajectory. Uh, that He realizes. Uh, the the error of his ways, and he amends he amends them, and becomes a person who is beholden to principle, and not just to politics or to optics, because that is what we're seeing. And and, and as a country, we pay the price uh, for that. So may 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 uh, may God may Allah bless us all to be people of principle that uphold the the highest principles, um, without worrying about how they impact us. Uh, if we do that, then as a society, as a as a country, you know, as a, as a human family, it does nothing but improve us. So our number, 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. So the NRA is awfully quiet, um, and we're going to get into that when we come back. But they are awfully quiet. They have not they have not released a statement, uh, not to my knowledge, so if they have, as a matter of fact, I'm going to look into that myself uh, on the break but they haven't said anything and it seems like those folks who are uh, who are pushing the most uh, uh, violent and and powerful automatic weapons w- would be the ones that they would have something to say in the wake of the, um, the 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 carnage yeah we'll use that word the wake of the carnage that has been inflicted upon uh, the American people um, uh, over the past couple of days, this, this, uh, this past weekend. So you're listening to Radio Islam, WCEV, 1450 AM. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. I feel like I'm choking. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. You know how to react to their asthma attacks. Here's how to prevent them. Call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. 
I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, my name is Stanley, and I've been arrested for stealing shoes. I didn't really steal them, but I've been sent to Camp Green Lake anyway. The worst punishment a kid could get. And at Camp Green Lake, we dig holes. Lots of holes. I've only been here a short time, but I think the camp director is up to something. I'm Stanley Yelnats, and I'm covering more than dirt at Camp Green Lake. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Holes by Lewis Sacker. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Radio Islam now presents Marked in Time with historian Faraz Al-Khatib. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you. One of the largest and most powerful Muslim empires in Islamic history was the Ottoman Empire. From its humble beginnings in the 1300s to its long decline and fall in the 1900s, it was one of the most influential empires of pre-modern history. It was also a multi-religious and multi-ethnic empire. Although the rulers were Turkish Muslims, the empire included Arabs, Persians, Greeks, Albanians, and many others. And religiously, the empire's citizens ranged from Muslims to Catholics to Orthodox Christians to Jews. It might sound like this would be a recipe for disaster with a religious tension that could lead to open conflict, but the reality was much different. Islamic law itself states that Islam cannot be imposed on anyone. So the Ottoman Empire instituted a policy that gave religious freedom and additional rights to the non-Muslims within its borders. First of all, all religious groups were free to practice their religion as they pleased. No one had to follow Islamic law and restrictions besides Muslims. To make this practical from a legal point of view, separate courts were established for the different religious groups. If a Jew broke a Jewish law, he would be tried in a Jewish court by a Jewish judge according to Jewish customs. The same went for Muslims and Christians of all denominations. This framework for religious tolerance, known as the Ottoman millet system, was in place throughout most of Ottoman history, and it did a good job of managing the various religious groups within the empire without conflict. Inspired by Islamic law, it is a prime example of Muslim religious tolerance that existed throughout Islamic history. This is historian Firas al-Khatib with Marked in Time for Radio Islam. See you next week. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Welcome back. Welcome back Radio Islam family. It is Wednesday. What's up Wednesday? And you are listening to Radio Islam on WCEV 1450. And if you're streaming, you are streaming on www.wcev1450.com. Let's remember, after the show, you can always go to, and you should go to, check out radioislam.com. There is still a lot of good quality content there. Make sure that you, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go to our page, RadioSlime.com. We are constantly adding uh, content there. We constantly post. We make sure that we post the prior day's episode there, usually around noon, uh, usually around between between 11 a.m. And, and 1 Central Standard Time. So if you want to just do that one-stop shop and you don't feel like going to SoundCloud, to download it there, you can get it right at our Facebook page. So we appreciate you joining us. Um, it's a it's a it's a great day to to be alive. Um, well, yeah, I think so. What do you think, Ibrahim? 
good day. Yes, it is. Always a good day to be alive. So there's 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 always something going on. Um, I mentioned that the NRA has been quiet, and this is not out of sorts for them. Uh, after un- unfortunately, after the Sandy Hook um, incident some years back, where we had the displeasure is not the right word, um, but we had the, the unfortunate, you know, the, the, the sadness, you know, the sad reality of, uh, of accepting that children, you know, children had been killed uh, from once again. And this, we won't get into this tonight, but the whole lone gunman, you know, comes in and, and uses automatic weapons, maybe modified, maybe not, but uses weapons that have been legally, you know, procured and and goes on a violent rampage. But anyway, even after that, it took them two weeks to respond, two weeks to say something, because this is a part of the debate that we have had in America uh, as our firearms uh, manufacturers you know, along with every other aspect or facet of technology of life, uh, has continued to evolve. Uh, you know, we're not we're not using muskets anymore. You know, there's no, you know, it doesn't take a, a minute to reload, and not using steel balls or lead balls. You know, now now we have firearms that have the capability of you know of pushing out hundreds you know, hundreds and hundreds of rounds, you know, per minute. So uh, that conversation has changed. You know, what, is, what does it mean to be able to, to bear arms? Um, I'm sure that the founding fathers did not, they did not foresee the type of advancement that we have in weaponry at our disposal today. I'm sure they, they did not foresee that, you know, the guy... Who has the IQ of a, you know, of a plant, uh, would be able to walk in and and and, and purchase a, a weapon with the, you know, with the potential of, of of taking you know dozens and dozens of lives. So that wasn't a conversation that they that they thought that we would be having, but it is one that we have to have now. So let's look at, just for a second. We know that um, Stephen Paddock. Uh, the the individual who took his own life, but before he did so, he took the lives of was it fifty eight fifty eight people who were simply gathered to watch a you know they were enjoying a a music fest you know enjoying a concert and that in itself always uh, disturbs me that these people who commit these acts of violence take their own lives afterward. Why not just, you know, if life is, you know, you know I wouldn't push anybody over the edge, but if that's what you're going to do, why don't you just go alone? Just go alone. It's, it's not necessary for, you know, but misery loves company. So uh, let, me, let me go into this. So there is something called a, a bump stock. Okay, so the the bump stock, what this is, let me pull this back up. What this is, what it does, it allows for, um, uh, it allows that a uh, semi-automatic weapon can be modified. And, um, okay, so let's put it in context. So 12 of the 47 firearms, right, that they, uh, law enforcement, that they recovered from uh, Stephen Paddock's uh, arsenal, is that 12 of them were outfitted with a device called a bump stock, which allows a semi-automatic weapon to perform more like a fully automatic weapon. So um, it allows hundreds of rounds per minute to be fired from the weapon. Whereas, you know, so it, 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 it takes up its capacity, its potential I mean, uh, immensely, immensely. Now, the problem with this, well, I shouldn't say the problem, but the reality is this, is that these items are accessible, fairly accessible. 
you know, to your average, you know, average Joe. And some of these are online and they're advertised for as little as $100. So these, this conversion, it is extremely easy. All right, so there's a gun advocacy uh, group called Defense Distributed and a gentleman named John Sullivan. Uh, he's a lead engineer for them. And he has, you know, he's gone on record saying that to convert a semi-automatic to a fully automatic, it is very, very easy. Right. So uh, and this is not something that there is any regulation on. There's no there's no government regulation that uh, that stops people from being able to buy these. So they can't sell them. They can't be sold as as fully automatic. But with this easy modification, it allows for gun owners to to ramp up the capacity, the the potential, uh, the potential output, but not the potential. It, it allows them to change the output of that firearm. You know, from from twenty uh, per per minute or 30, whatever's in a clip. If it's 16 in a clip, one in the chamber, you know, and if it, it takes you, a, 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 say, five seconds to, you know, it, it depends on what the capacity of the magazine uh, you're working with. But the point is, who, who really needs to have, to be able to fire hundreds of rounds per minute? Where does that where does that ability uh, come into come into play in any useful fashion uh, in society? And if it does serve some useful uh, some useful purpose, doesn't it make sense that maybe we need to look at this and say that this is something we need to keep track of? That there, there needs to be greater um, oversight on. And don't get me wrong. I believe I said it yesterday. I am I am pro Second Amendment, but I am also pro common sense. Uh, I am uh, pro pro life in the sense that we have to do things that that encourage life. Right. We have to protect, you know, our lives, which means that we also have to have the discussion about the, the culture that glorifies not just. Uh, gun violence, but also uh, gun ownership, right? Because it's not just about having the ability to protect your home, which everybody should, you, you know, definitely, you should be able to protect your home, right? You you should have the right, in my opinion, you should have the right to bear arms, right? But when guns become like iPhones and you're looking for the, the newest model, I mean, if they, they all do basically the same thing. Right now, I gotta, you know, I've, I've got to get the, the the new one that comes out because now it has a, it's got a new, you know, different, you know, stock on it. It's got a different eyesight and all, you know. I mean, it, it comes to a point where they start to resemble our relationship with phones, with uh, with automobiles, and we're, you know, we're looking just for the for the latest model, and we're not looking at it as as a as a representation of a principle, idea of being able to protect one's family, one's home, or one, one's person. Um, so that, I think, you know, I think that is a part of a conversation that, that we need to, to seriously have. You know, what are we doing to promote this? What are we doing to promote the idea that the violence isn't acceptable, uh, that it is a norm? And it is a norm, and it is accepted. You know, and you can say it's not, but if you look at, uh, you look at what movies do well, you look at what television programs do well, you look at what video games are, you know, are, are raking in millions upon millions of dollars, and look at what those, what the themes of those games are, and ask yourself, is violence involved? Is, is gun violence in particular, is that a part of the, the draw? Because there are folks who've never used, who've never held a gun, but they can tell you all about them. And some, I'm talking about young people from playing games like uh, Call of Duty, which in particular 
you know, which in particular has some some very not even hidden, but some 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 really serious bias uh, within it. You know, in terms of its relationship, the the relationship between violence or killing killing uh, uh, brown people. So it's worthy. It's worth talking about if we if we're going to be serious about solving the problem. It, you know, getting rid of guns is obviously it's not going to happen, but we can address the culture behind the violence that takes place with these weapons. We can address the access that people have, that gun owners have to these items that 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 ramp up the output, right? Because I mean, if you're an accountant, you don't. What, what do you need a weapon that's that's ripping off? 300 rounds a minute, 400, 500 rounds a minute. You know, that's not, at what point are you going to use that? Where, where does that have a practical, uh, a practical application? So I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm definitely going to be paying attention. And I, or I'm sure that you will also be paying attention. I was hoping to have a joke for you, but I don't, I don't have a joke. We're going we're gonna to throw a joke in tomorrow, inshallah with God's permission. So I know you're going to be looking forward to that joke. It's going to be hilarious. Um, no, you never oversell a joke. But we're looking forward to uh, to joining you all tomorrow. We hope that your evening uh, is blessed, that, um, you know, that, that you remember, that we all remember, that there's nothing that happens without God's permission uh, and that his control is never relinquished. But we have a responsibility to be people of principle. So um, as far as practical things go, um, Senator, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein, um, if you're on Twitter, check her out. Check her out. I don't have enough time to go through it. But let's, let's bring some awareness around this bump stock uh, issue and let's look for some legislation. Let's, let's start pressuring some legislation to come about to address at least this one issue of uh, minimizing the potential uh, damage and output of these weapons. So any, uh, all the viewpoints of the host, uh, we don't have a guest tonight, just me, uh, they are mine and mine alone. They do not represent the stance or viewpoint of Sound Vision. Our engineer at WCEV tonight is Leonard. Thank you so much, Leonard. Hope you have a great week, a great evening, praying for you and your family. Uh, our engineer in studio, the impressive Ibrahim Baig. Uh, I am your host and producer tonight, Tariq Alameen, and we look forward to joining you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Thursday. So have a blessed evening, and I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.